Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from the WHIO studios. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Raise one right now. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned, student-staffed, destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback at AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now here's your host, John Bedell and John Tisdell. Hey, Flyer fans, what's good? Dayton a winner this afternoon, 76-57, 19 points better than the Duquesne Dukes to get to 13-4 overall and 4-1 in A-10 play. A nice rebound after, no doubt, a clunker earlier this week in Amherst, Massachusetts. Uh, but at what cost? John Bedell and John Tisdale here with you. Uh, a guy who was not with the Flyers on the bench as the game ended, Tis, uh, was Kyle Davis. The ankle injury in the second half, he was literally carried off the floor. Mm-hmm. Not something you want to see. No. We're still working to find out how serious the injury is. We know it is an ankle injury. Uh, Archie will play his comments in just a second, but he did not know what the extent of the injury is. Larry Hanskin kind of probed a little bit in the postgame interview to try and ask Archie. Uh, don't want to speculate, but but if you lose him, what are you going to do? Um, sounds like he might be sidelined for a little bit the way Archie uh, answered that question, Tiz. Mm-hmm. Archie said he didn't know how it happened uh, because I think it was kind of hard to see yeah. based on where he and Larry and Bucky were sitting. There was some refs or something in the way because they even said on the air they couldn't see what happened. Yeah, I just got in here after watching the game at home and then listening to the rest of it on the way into the studio. I just stopped by in the newsroom over on the Channel 7 side of the building and mm-hmm. got a look at the replay with Mike Hartsock. He pulled it up on his edit bay, played it back and forth a couple times. Uh so what happened was Kyle, with his right leg, right foot, stepped on the the foot of a Duquesne player. Couldn't see who it was in the replay. Mm-hmm. And Tiz, and he rolled that right ankle something yeah, fierce. Yeah, that, that hurts. Um, he was down, and for him to react that way, if it was maybe somebody else on the team, you know, you maybe think, okay, maybe he's just got a cramp. But if Kyle Davis reacts that way, Tiz... You know something serious. That kid's tough as nails. Oh, he is. And Bucky even alluded to that during the broadcast, uh, that Kyle Davis is one tough player. So you're wondering about, uh, again, we don't know any anything else on that one, but if it's anything like you said in the video, which you and I were talking about uh, before we went on the air, it, it, could, it sounds like he may be out, maybe he, he could could be out yeah. but again we know absolutely nothing about it because this happened right around the critical point of this game with about under eight minutes about the 741 mark of this game yeah and that's when uh kyle got hurt and dayton was able to bounce back david jablonski even pointed out uh tweeting that dayton went on a 9-3 run so they were able they they picked it up when kyle got hurt and was able to win this game uh but again archie uh, archie miller saying not sure of the extent uh, at this time uh again uh, that's something that we just heard uh Archie say to our to our own Larry Hanskin, uh, David Jablonski tweeted that out. So uh, no doubt, we're, this is something that we're going to be keeping an eye on uh, now, all the way up until the uh, Richmond game. Yeah, we'll stay in touch with the people we have in uh, Pittsburgh right now, Larry and Bucky, and also David Jablonski. He'll get a chance to talk with Archie in the post game. For now, here is what Archie told Larry uh, when Larry didn't ask him directly what his injury was. I think the way Larry phrased the question was, "We don't want to speculate, but if you lose him." 
that's obviously a big blow to this team. Here is Archie Miller's answer to that question just minutes ago here uh, after the win to Duquesne. He is our heart and soul. And, um, you know, for the most part, you know, he's been the guy that's been there every day that we've relied on to do all the dirty work. And uh, I'm not sure what extent his ankle injury is or or even how he even did it. Uh, but uh, he's going to be hemmed up here for a little bit. And hopefully if there's one guy that will work very, very hard to get to the court and get ready, it'll be him. So there you go. Straight from the coach's mouth, uh, he'll be hemmed up here for a little bit. So, Tiz, hopefully you'd have him back. You know, does that mean practice time? Does that mean game time? I don't know. They probably do have to get back here to Dayton to get a better idea yeah. of what is going on. But we know it's an ankle injury. Yeah. Uh, he'll have to get back here, get with the doctors and trainers, probably some x-rays and other whatever they do to get a look at it and see mm-hmm. what's going on. Uh, but it is an ankle, but we'll keep an eye on it. We'll let you know what it is. Um, but Tiz, a nice rebound because... Um, it was after that loss on Wednesday night because it was certainly frustrating losing at UMass again, a place where they haven't won in the regular season since oh, 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we talked about Tuesday, was it a clunker? Yeah, but top 100 RPI losses, those happen on the road. Mm-hmm. Now, top 200, like Duquesne, because they're 197 in yeah, the RPI. Not good at all. That you can't, you cannot have that happen. No, no, not at all. Uh, so it was good to see the Flyers rebound because you you uh, you had one clunker this week. You got that out of the way. You'll have that. You could not, Tiz, after that loss Wednesday, could go to a 197 game. RPI, almost a top 200 mm-hmm. RPI Duke squad, and lose on a neutral court to them. Uh, good to see that win. I really thought they just had to just take their medicine Wednesday, Tiz, and just say, all right, you know what? We're going to get up off the mat, and we're going to take the split this week. And that's what happened. They got off to a much better start today, and uh, they were able to take care of business. They got the first half lead to as much as 15 points. Zarius Williams, I thought, had a terrific first half. Uh, we had the first half box score. You and I do. Zarius had 11 points in the first half. Uh, Kendall Pollard played hard, played hard, was effective. Charles Cook, effective second half. Uh, Scoochie Smith a lot better in the uh, first uh, second half. He got, got into foul trouble again, but Dayton was able to overcome that this time. Uh, really, the only down part of that first half was that they missed a number of free throws they were 11 of 18 from the foul line especially on an afternoon where they weren't making their three-point shots as well they missed uh, they were two of nine from three-point range the one point where you get a little bit nervous was the early part of that second half after Kendall Pollard made two free throws 41-26 Duquesne goes on a 9-0 run they cut it to 41-35 and you got glimpses because remember this game was not played at the uh, Palumbo Center it was at the PBG Paints Arena because they've changed that name so many times uh that's the site of the A-10 tournament game and Dayton's played at that building um, against Duquesne a couple of other times and those and Dayton is what one and two in those games yeah that building has not been kind to them no it has not been it has not been kind to them so you're thinking oh no but uh, Dayton was able to overcome that Give, give Dayton credit. Uh, really, I thought they got it down to 44-38. Zarius Williams and Charles Cook, they they hit back-to-back trays. Uh, Zarius Williams scored. Uh, so Dayton was able to regain control of that. Archie Miller even alluded to that in the postgame. The opening moments of the second half, they didn't they, they didn't play well to start the second half, but they did play better uh, as the second half uh, went along, and they were able to put the game away today, John. Yeah, how about Zarius? He had 18 points. Oh, he was brilliant. Or was it 19? Let me just double-check He had 18 score. 18, which I believe is a career high for him. Tis. I think you're right. And the the load of the scoring uh, output coming off the bench for the Flyers, uh, it's unusual to see Cook uh, uh, told him that he had 18, 19 points uh, in the post. And uh, Cook had 19 coming off the bench. Uh, typically he's starting, Tiz, but he's working his mm-hmm. way back into the lineup. He had 19, and Zerius, as we mentioned, the aforementioned Zerius Williams, 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was the bulk a career of your high. scoring coming off the bench, and then uh, the only guy, the only other guy in doubles uh, was Scoochie Smith with 12. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought Zerius Tiz early. He, you could tell within the opening minutes that Zerius was having himself an afternoon. Yeah, uh, he had. Uh, I thought he was getting it done all over the floor. Free throw mm-hmm. at the free throw line from yep. behind the three point line yep. in transition uh, at the bucket on the glass with uh, putbacks. Zerius had himself an afternoon tiz, and he it was an effort. I thought. Uh, throughout different points of the game. He had a bunch of different guys step up today, but Zerius really kept them in the game, Mm -hmm. and when it got tight, was helping to push that lead back out and increase that cushion for the Flyers when it got down to a two-possession game, the Dukes, in the second half, because they went about, what was it, seven minutes, Tiz, without a field goal, the Flyers Mm -hmm. did? And that sounds about right. And and there was also that point, after Kyle rolled his ankle, it was 7.41 left, I don't have what that score was when he got hurt, but that's when Scooch and Charles Cook, they also were aggressive as well, and Dayton was able to go ahead, and uh, they also helped put that game away. So, uh, Dayton was able, so Cook and Scooch, they stepped up their play as well in the second half and that that was another key for the Flyers able to to not only uh extend that lead even more and they got it to as much as 22 points baby D finally hitting a three it was good to see baby D at least aggressive because he pl- I thought he played solid defensively today I thought Dayton their mindset was better today just for some reason whether it's the Mullen Center or what they didn't have good mindset on Wednesday night. I think everyone can probably agree with that one. You know, Archie Miller even alluded to that that you know he took the blame for that game. They their mind they were much they were much more prepared. Uh, the Flyer faithful I know was what four to one. I think you could even hear one point during the game. Larry yeah. even potted it up. The chance of we are UD led at the uh, in Pittsburgh. It was nice to see it, that taken over at uh, in Pitt, in uh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was a nice rebound because Wednesday was certainly frustrating. I didn't dwell on that too much, but yeah, um, you know, UMass is probably a team tis that they're middle of the pack. They're 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 more talented, I think, than their record would indicate. Yeah, um, they're young, frustrating, especially given the history there of not winning mm-hmm. there since the first Christmas and the regular season. <laughs> Seems like, um, but you get you know, like we said, you'll have those. A top one hundred, you can live with a top one hundred loss on the road, right? Uh, in conference. You're, you're going to have those. But the good part was what they've done so well under Archie Miller is what they did today, Tiz, and they didn't let the Minutemen beat them twice. No. And like Archie said in the postgame, hey, you know, that's not the, always the easiest thing when you got a tough road loss like that Wednesday to come back again on the road Saturday oh, no and rebound question. on the road. You would think, you know, oh, well, of course, if they would have played the Dukes mm-hmm. at UD Arena today, they would have yeah. run them out of the a gym. They end up doing that. Uh, but it's not always the easiest, Tiz. When you got a two-game road set, mm-hmm. road trip like they had this week, no question. you have one clunker, not always the easiest to come mm-hmm. back a couple days later, still on the road. But they brought it today, and it, like we said, it got close for a little bit in the second half, got it down to two possessions. But for the most part, Tiz, I, the Flyers really had complete control of this game. I would say so. I'd agree with that. Uh, 457 1291 here from you. We're taking this all the way to 3 o'clock. You can also uh, comment on, uh, on Facebook Live. We are broadcasting on Facebook Live, so uh, write your comments. We may even uh, uh, share those comments on the air. You can also also tweet uh, John and I on Twitter. I'm at John Tisdell and John Bedell is at J Bedell W at, at J Bedell W H I O. Am I did I get that? Did I get your tweet account Twitter account correct? Eventually, yes. <laughs> yes, as I uh, describe all that as, as beginning of a long day for you, my, my friend. By the way, yeah, I'll be here till probably close to midnight. Uh, when I'm done here, I'm going to walk over the TV side of the building, and uh, we got uh, Texans Patriots, your Pats, yes, uh, at eight fifteen on Channel Seven. So we'll probably be mm-hmm. going on. Uh, 
1130, will be closer to midnight, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Flyers are winner this afternoon, 76-57. Tis. The good thing is, too, they keep pace atop the A-10 that's because a big, they obviously that's even bigger. fell out of first place. But mm-hmm. you got Richmond, a uh, chance to go to, what, 5-0 and in conference yep. play? If uh, they, they were being St. Joe's last I checked. Yeah, they're up uh, 3-0-3 left. Richmond is up 63-61 on St. Joe's Ooh. at Hawk Hill. So that'd be a good road win that'd for the That'd be a very Richmond good Spiders. road win for the Spiders. Dayton a winner today, too, 76-57, 19 points better. Better than the Duquesne Dukes, and Dayton now leads the all-time series between these two teams, 52 games to 22. John Bedell, John Tisdale here with you for Flyer Feedback. It continues on the other side after we break for news right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the winter weather blows through, only WHIO is staffed, ready to bring you Storm Center severe weather coverage 24 hours a day. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO is Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic on WHIO.com and the WHIO app. Dayton's only, only news and talk station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Your news starts now. Fox News Radio. I'm Lillian Wu. President-elect Trump lashing out at Democrat John Lewis this morning for questioning the legitimacy of his presidential win. Mr. Trump tweeting, Congressman John Lewis should spend more time on fixing and helping his district, which is in horrible shape. Fox's Peter Ducey Lewis, who's been in Congress for 30 years, saying this is the first inauguration he'll not be attending in all that time. Another no-show, Broadway star Jennifer Holliday, who was to have performed in the inaugural welcome concert. The woman police say was kidnapped as an infant and raised by her captor defending the suspect on Facebook, posting, my mom is no felon. Investigators say 18-year-old Alexis Manigo began suspecting that something was up a few months ago, and Walterboro, South Carolina police opened an investigation. Through DNA testing, Manigo has learned that her real name is Kamaya Mobley. Fox's Rob Schmidt, Fox News. We report, you decide. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO, the home of Fox News. We report, you decide. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. 2016 flew by, and boy, it's time now to start thinking 2017 and make some plans. Make some plans for fun. Make some plans for a trip of a lifetime. Join me on YMT Vacations 12-day Hawaiian Island Cruise and Tour leaving Dayton on June 9th. We'll be flying to Honolulu, and there we get on board Norwegian Cruise Line's Pride of America, first cruising to Maui, then the Big Island Hawaii, and also Kauai. Then we'll come back to Oahu, and we'll have a couple of days there where you can relax on Waikiki Beach, go to Alu. Go to Pearl Harbor. Now, the price of the trip is just $3,888, and that includes airfare from Dayton, hotels, meals on the ship, taxes, and so much more. Now, you can put this trip together on your own for a price like that, and with YMT, they take such good care of you every step of the way. So call today to reserve your spot at 1-800-716-1757. That's 1-800-716-1757. Celebrate in 2017 with me in Hawaii. This Flyer Flashback is brought to you by Miller Valentine Group. The Flyers now have another Smith and Davis in the backcourt, just like 40 years ago, when Donald Smith and Johnny Davis led the Flyers to the NCAA tournament against the mighty UCLA Bruins. Speaking of history, for over 50 years, Miller Valentine has been the winning formula for companies looking to relocate, renovate, build, or expand in the Dayton region. Experience the difference. Find out more at MVG.com. Now, 
exclusive AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO five-day weather forecast. The freezing rain advisory has been extended now until 4 o'clock for the entire Miami Valley with the exception of Butler, Warren, and Clinton counties. Scattered rain and freezing drizzle in parts of the Miami Valley. Watch for a light ice accumulation in spots before this all tapers down. A changeover to rain expected before it ends by about 3 and 4 o'clock this afternoon. Cold air then builds in, so watch for a few slick spots early tomorrow morning. Temperatures start in the 20s and rebound into the upper 30s. A few showers work in Sunday night and into Monday morning. And then temperatures back to near 50 degrees. Upper 50s on Tuesday. We do bring in the better chance for some moderate rain showers. Tuesday, we start to dry out as cool air builds in Wednesday. I'm meteorologist Carrie Ann Merritt on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back into our studios here at 1611 South Main Street on a rainy and cold day here in the Miami Valley. John Bedell, John Tisdale here live with you as the Dayton Flyers win for the 13th time this season. They are now 13-4 and overall, 4-1 and in 8-10 play as they try to keep pace atop the Atlantic 10 Conference standings. 76-57, Archie Miller and company 19 points better than the Duquesne Dukes on a neutral a couple blocks down mm-hmm. uh, the street floor from Duquesne's campus. Uh, but tis a nice rebound after a clunker yes. Wednesday. Coming to you live on your radio. Uh, around the world at whio.com or in your whio news app Mm -hmm. and on facebook live because it's the future yes that's right so So, you can call us up you can comment on our facebook live broadcast you can tweet at us i'm at jbedlwhio tisdale is at john tisdale and you can also uh, call us up 457 1290 no yes. Bud Light Mike because we're not at Flanagan's no, we'll be there not. Thursday night but uh, you got a with tweet you, or way. call uh, Brooks Hall oh sweet cool uh, just as you heard Carrie Ann mentioned freezing rain advisory for the entire uh, Miami Valley except for Butler Warren and Clinton counties till 4 o'clock full list of schools that have uh, canceled some evening activities for that full list you can go to our website whio.com some power outages according to DPNL outage map I checked that a little while ago there were 60 customers without power in uh, Montgomery County at least I checked that a little while ago Christina Casal will have an update on that coming up at the top of the hour and of course watch for slick wet driving conditions on the roads uh, here on this afternoon it is like you said a wet gray Saturday afternoon and uh uh, there were, thinking about warm thoughts, uh, Larry even had one, John, about the time that, uh, of course, he's been talking about uh, Hawaii. Uh, even the story about you when you were on your honeymoon, uh, about when you went to that the Hawaiian Civic Center, I think you even said, is this it when you were outside? Is that what you said? Did yeah, you it's, uh, I think it's probably <laughs> outside the Maui invite. It's probably home to the Kanapali Men's Rec League or something. It's a, it's a little <laughs> tiny gym. Tis. I went to check it out just because... Uh, you know, I wanted to see it, but yeah. Larry said, eh, it's not that impressive. And he was right. It wasn't really <laughs> no, that he, impressive at all. Right. Cool to see. Right. Not impressive. Dayton winner, 76-57. They now lead the, boy, is this all-time series lopsided. Yeah, it is. 52-22. Last year, the Flyers swept the uh, series. Boy, Duquesne's been a pod team. Uh, tis of Dayton for as long as, as I can remember. They've played home and homes to the Dukes almost every year. When I was at school, it was always, it was three pod mm-hmm. teams, and it was always St. Louis, Xavier, Duquesne. 
Um, but uh, a good win because you did yeah. not want to go zero and two this week, especially no, after the momentum no, you built no, up last no, week and the all. clunker on Wednesday at UMass, uh, which is fine. Like we mentioned, you'll have a you can you can live with one or two top one hundred losses on the road, yeah. but a top you almost two hundred. No, you can't have that. Duke's coming into today RPI one ninety seven in the RPI rankings, mm-hmm. one ninety six in the Ken Palm rankings. So good for the Flyers to get in and out of Pittsburgh with a win. Uh, looking at Dayton's bracketology. Uh, Coming into tonight, Tiz, Dayton's RPI was 30. Uh, they're hanging around 39 in the Ken Palm rankings. They were at 39 the last I checked yesterday. For what it's worth, Lenardi, his January 12th bracket that he did Thursday, had Dayton as a nine seed. Uh, just for kicks, he has them playing Michigan State. The eight seed winner would get Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in yeah. that uh, theoretical bracket that uh, Joey Brackets just put out the other day. For what it's worth, he also had at this point, uh, two days ago, the A-10 is a three-bid league. He had Dayton, VCU, and Rhode Island all in the eight, or in the NCAA tournament, Yeah, excuse me, as of his bracket a couple days ago. And if you check out bracketmatrix.com, they have the Flyers as an 8.67 is their average seed. So yeah. Bracket Matrix, which takes everybody uh, that has any sort of credibility, this isn't just, you know, right. Ken from Beaver Creek in his basement doing a bracket. Uh, you know, this is... Lenardi and company, yeah, exactly. uh, they have them averaging out in the eight seed line. So yeah, keep and that's about right. I think that that's about right. I I would say given that uh, that Dayton still, I mean, their best win you'd have to say still would be Rhode Island because that's your best win. Uh, actually, Rhode Island's RPI has dropped a little bit because they dropped. You want to talk about how, how bad it was for the A10 this week or an interesting week it was? How about Davidson losing on on, on the at home to Fordham, Rhode Island losing at home to uh, to LaSalle, and now LaSalle. Now Rhode Island's dropped a little bit uh, in, in their RPI, I imagine, that they have. So this has been a very interesting week in the Atlantic 10 with VCU undefeated. Richmond's still undefeated going on right now against St. Joe's. They're in a tight one last week, checked. And uh, VCU playing Davidson, that game uh, underway uh, uh, in, in, in North Carolina. So a lot of, lot of basketball left to play. And uh, the Flyers look to get and continue to, to continue to keep the ball rolling against Richmond uh, Thursday night at uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, Bud Light pregame show begins with fans in the stands live from Casano's on Brown Street at 6 o'clock and then tip off with Larry and Bucky at 7 and then flyer feedback with John and Brooks from from Flanagan's at, uh, right after the game. Charles Cook leading the way for the Flyers tonight off the bench. He had 19. Zerius Williams had himself a career day with 18 off the bench. The only other guy in double figures for the Flyers uh, was Scoochie Smith with 12. Kids, I thought what was good to see from Cook too was yeah. He, uh, I think he kind of let the game come to him a little more. He was a little more unselfish earlier in the game. Mm -hmm. He was facilitating, making unselfish passes. He didn't really try to get his own buckets until, I thought, much later in the game. And I think that was good for this team because at times, Tiz, the ball can stop little bit when he's mm-hmm. on the floor right um and i think it's it, charles is at his best when he's trusting his teammates and facilitating mm-hmm. like that early exactly trusting his teammates to score and then tiz he just really lit it up late when they needed it and he as bucky Dayton, said the old charles cook coming exactly. back filling it up with 19 to finish. exactly right that's exactly right and, and no question i think cook was was a lot better in this one than he was at UMass. He, the rust certainly was a factor, but just like you said, the ball wasn't moving the other night. Uh, the ball was moving, I think, a lot better than it was uh, in the game today. I think the assist-wise, you know, I don't have the final stats in front of me. Uh, I know in the first half they had seven assists to seven turnovers. Here's the other stat. Duquesne had 14 turnovers in the first half, and I think that was the other thing because Duquesne just – 
uh, just the exact opposite. It's almost like the stats were in reverse. Dayton was having a hard time taking care of the basketball against uh, UMass. Duquesne was having a hard time taking care of the basketball against the Flyers. So kind of the roles were reversed uh, in this one. So, but again, I, I, I thought I think you mentioned about Charles Cook. He was certainly uh, playing like the old Charles Cook, rebounding, uh, def- defending, attacking the basket, and of course Zarius Williams was just terrific in this one. And as we await again, the big question again is uh, what's going to happen with Kyle Davis? We haven't heard any uh, still because uh, he rolled his ankle about the 741 mark of this ball game. So that's again, we'll see what we'll see uh, what's going to happen. We know that. Uh, There'll be more on that one. Update, by the way, uh, telling you about the uh, Richmond-St. Joe's game. 13 seconds left. Richmond leading St. Joe's 67-64 in Philadelphia. So keeping an eye on that one. That is in the uh, final moments of that one in Hawk Hill. Still waiting official word on the Kyle Davis injury. It'll probably be before they get back to Dayton, before they know officially what's going on. But at the least, here uh, we are still obviously asking questions to find out what's going on. Here is Archie's answer when Larry uh, started to chat with Archie about what Kyle Davis's injury was and uh, what the extent of it is. To be clear, Larry... Uh, asked hey we don't want to speculate but this would be a big loss uh if you lost him for any amount of time because let's be clear he's the heart and soul of this team mm-hmm. and here is Archie delving a little bit into what is wrong with Kyle Davis I'm not sure what extent his ankle injury is or or even how he even did it uh but uh, he's going to be hemmed up here for a little bit and hopefully if there's one guy that will work very very hard to get to the court and get ready it'll be him so there you go uh I think it's hard to hear Archie say something like he's going to be hemmed up for a little bit uh, because for Kyle Davis to react the way he did to that ankle injury yeah. and for him to be carried off the floor, uh, you know it's serious. The kid's mm-hmm. tough as nails. He is tough. And uh, you, you typically, as Larry taught me, you know, you always kind of try to pay attention to the reaction of mm-hmm. the trainer right. and not the player because obviously there's a lot of emotion going through them and mm-hmm. who knows. But, man, when Kyle Davis reacts like that, that's uh, not good. Not something you like to see. And let's remember, kid, Charles just... Cook was out a couple of games after he got hurt, and not the. Remember, he was already out with a wrist injury, and then when he hurt his tailbone in the end of that LaSalle game, he was out a couple of games. So, may not be surprised if Kyle. Although there is about a few days in between uh, this one and uh, this game and uh, the Richmond game, so maybe that time off will be maybe enough for a Kyle. But Kyle is one tough guy. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number to the phone lines. We go for the first time this afternoon to uh, Bob and Kettering. Bob, welcome to Flyer Feedback. Hey, John, to the second power, you guys. What's going on? Hey, Bob, how you doing? All right. Could you, uh, listen, this, uh, of course, the thing with Archie is you well know with all this, all the injuries we've experienced down through the years, it's just next man up, and uh, he's never one to make excuses, although I have to say this one uh, really cuts to the very core because of the mental toughness and just, toughness that Kyle brings each and every game. Yeah, there's no question about that, Bob. This is a uh, you, you don't again. We have no idea. We don't want to speculate if if how serious this the injury is. But if he is out for a period of time, you know what? It is the next man up, and the guy that's probably going to be inserted into the lineup if he is out would likely be Baby D. But Baby D's already done has already started uh, for Charles Cook, so you'll probably have to put Cook back into the uh, lineup. Yeah, they have that, and uh, you know. Uh... Uh, 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 Daryl's gotten lots of uh, gotten lots of minutes, uh, you know, since Charles' injury, and um, you know he's got length. Uh, he really does play some pretty good defense on on guards. Although I was really kind of distressed 
at uh, how easily it was for the Duquesne guys to get to the ba- the basket today for what were well somewhat contested layups, but in many respects easy layups. Yeah, that was for a good portion of the, uh, at least the early part of that second half when Duquesne cut it, at least in the early going of about, what, 44-38, I think, was before Archie called the timeout. At times, Duquesne was able to get to the basket, but for the most part, it, Bob, did you get a sense of that, that Dayton was still pretty in, in good control of the game, at least throughout the first half, and then a good portion of the second half? Uh, I did. Uh, you know, when it got to six there a couple times in the second half, and, um, I, uh, of course, you know, when Scoochie's out, Sometimes things go a bit sideways, although I thought uh, John Crosby uh, played a, a little better four game than he did uh, uh, compared to up in Amherst. Uh, up in Amherst, he was just looked like a real freshman. Yeah, he did not look. Yeah, Crosby didn't play well against uh, UMass, but look, the whole team, John, didn't, uh, Bob, didn't play well at all. Let's be clear about right, that. Right, right. I, I wouldn't pin it on anybody up no. there, uh, one person. It was just a collective. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, a fall off that, that like we've not seen too many times. Every every great once in a while in the, in the seasons of Archie, uh, the seasons of Archie, the uh, SOA, the seasons of Archie is a new thing now. Uh, something that I want to bring up, and I hate to be the, I, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but this Ohio, the Ohio State people are clamoring for Archie. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. Yeah, I've seen we it are. on the Twitter. I mean, that's not a surprise. He's got connections there. He's, he was on the staff for a little bit. and Sure. Uh, you know, Thad Modest having a rough year there at Ohio State, obviously. But uh, it's a good position to be in when you got folks clamoring for uh, – That's true. Your coach shows you how good yeah, your program's I mean, doing. I mean, but, it, uh, you know, it just uh, – you know, it, it, it's tribute to what he's done here at Dayton and, and what the Dayton program and Dayton basketball is all about. And, uh uh, of course, there's who, who knows how that's going to happen. We know, we have no control of that, but uh, we do have control over the very next game, which is it appears uh, Richmond uh, Richmond won at, at Hawk Hill. They did. They, we just got the final seventy sixty six. The Spiders prevail, so they're now they're five and zero in the Atlantic Ten. Yeah, they, up on Dayton. Chris Mooney, uh, he keeps it up. He, he's one underrated coach, I think, uh, Bob and John. So I just uh, you give them all the credit in the world. Dayton's going to have their work cut out against that Princeton offense, and uh, they're going to have their work cut out on uh, Tuesday on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, and you know uh, his his seasons have been up and down. He hasn't been to the NCAA too many times, but the, the people at Richmond seem to like him a lot because he. Yeah, he's what is he like? Maybe ten or twelve years there now. He's been there about, about that. Tis they last That's made the tournament, right. Bob, when they made that Sweet Sixteen run in twenty was twenty eleven or uh, BG's last year. Here. Oh, when they had the real real good guard, uh, and uh, yeah, Chris Anderson or Chris Anderson, Kevin Anderson, Anderson, I forget. One of those Anderson. Two. Beat, uh, yeah, Dan Jarreau, uh, all those teams. Of, uh, I mean, those uh, Brian, cool. Brian had a pretty good team that year. Yeah, the, yeah, and uh, and Richmond's got uh, T.J. Klein today. Uh, this line, I got this off the Twitter: uh, fifteen points, ten rebounds, nine assists. And uh, I remember the game that they played in the regular season. Uh, he absolutely schooled uh, schooled Dayton in Richmond, but Dayton did a much better job in the game in the Atlantic Ten tournament. So Dayton's going to have their work cut out on uh, Thursday dealing with T.J. Klein and company. So well, he had a career day against Dayton in Richmond last. Yes, year. he did. You are correct. You are uh, absolutely the tough spider squad. I'm I'm ever confident about this team because they they just seem to uh, you know when when they're playing really good defense guys uh, uh, every, everything else flows off of that don't you agree? 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, Bob. So, hey, we thank you for the call here on Flyer right, Thanks, Bob. Bob and Kettering checking in. And, yeah, they're at their best when they're turning uh, defense into offense. And there mm-hmm. was a couple stretches today where they were doing that, Tiz, and getting out and getting easy buckets Absolutely. Uh, against the Duke squad. Absolutely. And that's yeah. something that Archie Miller has really stressed a lot during the years because it, it is defense that really stresses everything. And uh, and that's that's always the key. It is defense, defense. And uh, we'll see uh, if they can keep this up. Yeah, winner today, 76, getting my numbers backwards here, 76-57, Dayton 19 better than the Duquesne Dukes. Trying to keep pace to the top of that 8-10 that is uh, really top-heavy, I think, this year. Uh, still, Yeah, uh, no question. There's still St. a lot Joe's of ball are, left uh, to play, a VCU in Richmond, and uh, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit more Yeah, we're going to take a that. break here. 457-1290 is the number, or you can hit us up on Twitter. John Bedell, John Tisdale here with you for Flyer Feedback. The home stretch of it on this, uh, the other side of this break, right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Time Warner Cable Business Class is now Spectrum Business. A real change for your business with over 99.9% network reliability, faster internet, and superior voice for less. So call 866-928-4330 and get Spectrum Business Internet today. We've raised our speeds to 60 megabits per second for just $59.99 a month. That's 10 times faster than 6 meg AT&T DSL for less. Add Spectrum Business Voice and get reliable business phone with unlimited long distance for only $29.99 a month. And at Spectrum Business, we believe in earning your business every day, so there are no contracts to sign. Just call 866-928-4330 and get faster Spectrum Business Internet for just $59.99 a month when bundled with Spectrum Business Voice for only $29.99 a month. With no contracts, call 866-928-4330. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks and trucks to get you through the winter snow. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale Chevrolet. Hey, WHIO listeners, Sergeant Mark here. Sergeant Mark Bauer in the WHIO Traffic Center. You know, I've been on the air here for 32 years, and this station's been around since the 1930s. I, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who solemnly swear, That's a long time. And we couldn't have made it this long without you, our listeners. So we want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on our radio station? They have the best talk personalities. Breaking news. Breaking news coming in this hour from Afghanistan. Traffic report. I'm seeing cars stuck all over the Miami Valley. Weather. School closings. WHIO is the news leader and has been for many years. It has the best local news. If it's important to Dayton, we're talking about it. I've always listened to them and I always will. We give you the best breaking news, weather, and traffic. It's simply the best. This is Shepard Smith. You're listening to the Miami Miami Valley's home for Fox News, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. 
The freezing rain advisory has been extended now until 4 o'clock for the entire Miami Valley, with the exception of Butler, Warren, and Clinton counties. We will be tracking light to moderate drizzle or freezing rain in spots before a brief changeover to rain showers, with temperatures climbing just above freezing. A light glaze of ice is possible in spots before this all tapers down. We will catch a break with more dry time overnight tonight and early on Sunday morning, with temperatures falling back into the 20s. Watch for a few more slick spots. Much of Sunday looks to stay dry. A few peaks of sunshine, highs in the upper 30s. I'm meteorologist Carrie Ann Merritt on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, for the last time this afternoon, welcome back into our studios here at 1611 South Main Street, Dayton winner. This afternoon, 76-57 over the Duquesne Dukes on a neutral floor at PBG Paints Arena, site of the A-10 tournament here in a couple months. Dayton winner for the 13th time this year. Archie Miller and his Dayton Flyers now 13-4 overall and 4-1 and as they try to keep pace with the undefeated still Richmond Spiders in A-10 play. Uh, Tiz Archie, or not Archie, Chris Moody and company are now 5-0, and so Dayton's yep. got a chance with the Spiders coming in here Thursday night at UD Arena. Uh, next week to move into a first place tie with a tiebreaker over the Spiders. They'd both get to five and one. Mm-hmm. So you got a big game coming up here Thursday yep. night for first place in the early going. So absolutely. Far. So big game on uh, Thursday night. Uh, again, pregame coverage begins at six with uh, uh, fans of the stands live from Casano's on Brown Street. Tip off is at seven with Larry and Bucky, and then uh, flyer feedback with John and Brooks, Brooks, John Bedell, and Brooks Hall uh, from Flanagan's. It's at nine o'clock. You can hear that uh, Thursday night right here on the home of the Flyers as uh, Dayton will look to. Get to five and one and um, yeah five and one in conference play and get to fourteen and four uh, overall. So big game on Thursday night, but you know what? This is what you want for this time of the year. Richmond getting two five and zero oh with the win they had in Philadelphia this afternoon. They just won final as well. Richmond wins seventy to sixty six over St. Joe's. Richmond now eleven and six overall. The St. Joe's Hawk fall to an even five hundred at eight and eight. That's the only other game in the conference that has gone final so far today, besides Dayton and Duquesne. Other action around the league: uh, Fordham and St. Bonaventure tip at 4.30. Uh, the only other two games in action right now are St. Louis at George Mason. That one is 9-4. Billikens in the early goings of that one. And with about 90 seconds left in the first half, Davidson is up 27-26 over VCU in a game that is being played at Davidson. So uh, VCU, too, Tiz, has a chance to uh, stay undefeated and keep at that uh, 5-0 clip with the Spiders atop the A-10 uh, if they should pull one out uh, against Davidson here, which uh, is a tough uh, rival road game yep. for the Rams. Absolutely. So a big game uh, for VCU as they got some uh, work to do. And of course, uh, both team v- Richmond and the VCU undefeated. Some late word that we just got in. David Jablonski writing this uh, out there. Just saw this on Twitter. Matter of fact, John, just uh, texted it to you. So you know, we've been talking about Kyle Davis. A couple of things. Uh, Archie was, of course, asked if he was tired of dealing with the injuries. He says, I quote, yeah, I am. I can push it off to the side and say no excuses and all that, but I really am tired of it. I feel bad for a guy like Kyle. 
He's had such a great year. He's worked so hard. Hopefully, it's just an ankle, and hopefully, he gets back to the floor. If he doesn't, we know what to do, which he's correct. But now, getting this in, uh, the second line that I'm looking at right now, uh, Kyle Davis, of course, tumbled onto the floor, and Archie Miller saying after the game, no quote, but this is according to David Jablonski, saying that Davis sprained his ankle when he stumbled over cheerleaders on the baseline, but he wasn't sure how severe the sprain is. This is kind of according to David Jablonski, uh, the third time that a player has been injured in the second half of a victory. Of course, Archie telling uh, Larry Hanskin, of course, to saying this again, uh, with reference to Kyle, he's the heart and soul of, of what we do. If there's a guy who's going to work hard to get back out into the floor, it'll be him. It's when that is, uh, and, but when that is, I don't know. So, um, that's the latest that we have on Kyle. Apparently, when you land on that and roll on that ankle, I know, John, I've sprained my ankle doing that. Uh, that is that is something that hurts. So hopefully it is not. And this, again, according reported by uh, David Jablonski in the Dayton Daily News, just saw this on uh, – he just uh, tweeted that out just a moment ago. Yeah, he obviously uh, – you could see – I had to go back and watch a replay here in uh, Mike Hartsock's edit bay. He had to play it back for yeah. me. Uh, but at the 741 mark, he stepped on a Duquesne player's foot, rolled that right ankle kind of nasty, mm-hmm. and then had to hop in. As you mentioned, he hopped into the cheerleaders, uh, right. Duquesne. Right. Had to be carried off the floor, so you hate to see that. But hopefully uh, Kyle Davis, if he's going to miss some time – uh, hopefully it's not a whole lot, and Tiz, you'd like to have him back for that game against the you Spiders because you only get Richmond once this year. Yeah, uh, That is one of the teams you play at UD Arena, and that's mm-hmm. it. You play LaSalle, Richmond, St. Joe's, and George Mason at the arena. Uh, Duquesne's one of the pod teams that yep. they play home and homes with. Mm-hmm. That's uh, This year it's St. Bonaventure, Rhodey, and Duquesne, so they're three-fifths of the way through their home and homes. They'll get the return games with the Bonnies, the Rams, and the Dukes. you still got SLU and VCU left to play twice uh, the rest of the year so important to get Richmond is because unless you get them in uh, in March in Pittsburgh at the 8-10 tournament you only get one shot at that's Chris exactly Moody right. and company that's a, that's exactly right uh, Kyle just tweeted Kyle Davis just tweeted this out another great road win for the team love these guys now let's get back to work so just got a tweet from that that tweet from uh, Kyle Davis just now and what could be Tiz Thursday? I mean, I know it's only January still, but with the with the clip that these uh, with the, the Dayton and Richmond and VCU is going at right now at five and zero, VCU is trying to get to five and zero. They're undefeated yeah. today. If they mm-hmm. win at Davidson, they'll be five and zero. Yeah. And Dayton at four and one. Boy, if it, that could be Tiz Thursday's game, that could end up being a key tiebreaker when we're talking a ten regular oh, season crown. Uh, absolutely. Come March. I mean, this is. I mean, we're already entering that because remember, it's us- we've alluded to Dayton and VCU played twice. Uh, Got to imagine Richmond. And VCU going to play twice. Uh, I don't have VCU's schedule in front of me, nor Richmond's. Uh, I and but and but this is again. We're at the point now. You're entering the bit. You're entering a very critical time in the schedule, uh, where Dayton's got Richmond. Then you got a trap game against St. Louis. Then Dayton goes to VCU. So in between Richmond and VCU. You got a trap game against St. Louis, so a couple of very important opportunities for the Flyers to take advantage to take advantage of. But uh, in, sandwiched in between that trap game against the St. Louis team, that is not that good. So Flyers got work to do. Uh, Thursday, good win today. Now on to Richmond, John Bedell. Yeah, they're thirteen and four now. They're trying to keep pace atop the A10 at four and one now after the seventy six fifty seven win over the Duquesne Dukes. That's going to do it for us, Flyer fans. One more time, Dayton a winner, nineteen points over the Dukes, seventy six fifty seven. Our next game is Thursday against Richmond. Our coverage starts with the Bud Light pregame show, and then Larry and Bucky have the call from UD Arena at 7. We will see you on the radio Thursday night, Flyer fans. Until then, I'm John Tisdale. And I'm John Bedell. And we're saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Go Flyers. Flyers.